Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X NGR Radio's Xbox podcast. As always, we have to throw up the X. Jesse, did you throw up your X? Oh, hey, there you yeah. go. <laughs> this is a Skype delay, everybody. So I apologize. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're about to throw down. Join me as always. It's the Wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going? <laughs> and Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. I'm here. Woohoo! Yes. Sorry, I'm trying um, to make everything quick. <laughs> yes. Um, hopefully, everybody enjoyed last week's episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed the Halo Infinite discussion. We're going to give Jesse response and opinion about that, but we're going to do that later on. Uh, we won't have any Arsenal uh, news in this episode. Because we're going to try to keep it short, uh, hopefully a little bit brief, but we're going to have a good discussion um, to give you guys a head up. We still are going to do what's in our arsenal, but we are going to come with one game of what we've been playing. Uh, we're all uh, going to jump into the Halo Infinite uh, response from uh, Jesse, and then we're going to actually go into the roadmap of Microsoft for 2019. So there's going to be a lot of wild speculations and stuff, but you know we're going to be looking taking an outlook of what microsoft probably has in store for us for 2019 so we're going to start into what's been in our arsenal and i'm going to start with you Corey, because if, if you're going to talk about a particular game i'm going to i'm going to have some opinions about it but i'll but i have a different game that i'm going to um, be talking about so what's been in your arsenal well, in in terms of Xbox, uh, Darksiders 3, I've been playing a little bit of that. I mean, I haven't played much. I've probably played about, being super thorough, I've probably played about two hours of it. And I'm not saying it's the best game this year, but it's the game that I needed right now. It's really kind of just... I, I, I don't know. I do have some issues with it. Like, I don't think Fury controls as fluid as as you want her to. And, like, I think the world is very... As pretty as it is, it's very empty. And very Mm kind of, like, deliberately empty. But you still feel like it's empty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I understand the world is designed to be that way. But it still feels empty. It And it's weird because, like... You look at a game like Breath of the Wild that is deliberately empty, but it never really feels empty. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and granted, this team's been through a lot. Their studio got shut down and THQ got shut down. They all kind of yes. scattered. And then they brought back like a, f- a part of the team and have new members. That team's only about 50 to 60 people. And and, and the fact that they got to make another Darksiders game is a... Is a, a a feat of victory in itself you know like yes you know and and this feels like a game this feels like a team that hasn't really worked together before is making a game for the first time right yes and and, and that kind of shows but it is fun like the that first boss fight against envy uh which actually comes up really quick in that game uh was really cool and like it really showed you like you know the combat and and what you it it felt very 
it 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 feels Darksider feels like my first Souls game is the best way to describe it. I think uh, like a tutorial. Yeah, in a way. it's 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 my first Dark Souls game is what it feels like. It's it, but it also feels like it feels like it wants to be two different games. You know, it feels like yes. it wants to be a stylized action game like DMC and Bayonetta, while trying to fit into a Dark Souls game. <laughs> Which yeah. you know, which you know, I think I think Bloodborne was pretty successful at that in terms of like making the action faster while still feeling like the a Souls game, where this doesn't know when to be what game, if that makes sense. Uh, so that that kind of messes with you, but at the same time, it's like, look, I'm pressing X. I'm using this really cool whip to kill enemies. Uh, I think Fury looks cool. It's really over the top in the cheesiest, best way possible, and you know I, Ed, we're we're big fans of Darksiders just in terms yes. of the idea. Anyway, you know maybe the games aren't the best, but the idea of Darksiders is really cool. Yes, uh, I agree. You know I I forget what show I was listening to, but they said they said if if I was making if I wanted to make a video game, Darksiders would be the video game I would want to make. I was like yes. That's how I feel about Darksiders. If I made a really cool video game, I would want it to look like Darksiders. Uh, the visuals are really cool. Like I think Fury looks great. I think the character models, like, granted, it kind of looks like a late generation 360 game up res, but I don't care. I think I think it looks really cool. Uh, the environments look really cool. I was actually really impressed coming from a 60 man team, you know. Mm. With, with how the way the game looks so darksiders i think not quite game of the year material we're gonna say but it is the game that i want i want to play right now you know so uh it's it's cool i i really like it i think the the fact that you're hunting down the seven seven deadly sins is really cool uh the fact that you get to see the fourth horseman for the first time was really cool. Uh, so, uh, but that, that's what I've been playing. Uh, I, again, prepping for all this game of the year stuff for all the shows and, and getting, uh, you know, Jason, his new thumbnails for their new shows and, uh, just prepping for NGR's game of the year stuff and, and, and the watch along. It, it's been a really busy week. I haven't really had time <laughs> to sit down and play games really uh also tetris on switch play a lot of tetris on switch by the way poo poo tetris the demo is free on switch and you can play unlimited tetris <laughs> i haven't made that public service announcement in a while uh, marketing but i i i think i think fury is a cool character i i for some dumb reason i think she's just a really cool looking character i don't know why like I mean, she's not like amazing looking, but it's just like I like watching the character move and stuff, and she's really sassy and really deliberate. And I'm like, yeah, believe in you. War should be chained up because he's a jerk. I don't know. It's just fun. Anyways, I'm done now. Uh, Jesse, what's been in your arsenal? All right, so I won a game. What? Just one game? One game. 
I know what game well, I want you to talk about. The, well, there's yeah, there's like at least two of them. <laughs> Wait, you're going to talk about one? I want you to t- I want you to talk about Mutant Year Zero. Well, the, the well, I'll just uh, to keep it short. Yeah, I played that. It's a lot of fun. It's better. It's better than XCOM. Like, cause XCOM, I tried that, couldn't get mm-hmm. into it really. But this that game actually holds my attention. Like uh, Mutant Year Zero, but I still haven't played a whole lot of it yet. So I, that's why I'll just keep it keep it short. And at that, once I play it more, I can what, talk about it more. How long did you play it for? Um, probably like an an hour and a half or an hour. Well, that's, that's good. Enough. Does it give you a pretty good idea of what? Uh, yeah. What you, what you like about like the gameplay and characters and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they like they go for the humor for sure. It's like, like um, it's fun. You know, it's probably just me, uh, like, but uh, because the one character is a duck, you know, mm-hmm. like it it reminds me a lot of like Howard the Duck, like yes. that kind of humor, like of that. Um, and it's yeah, not. It, it's, it, it's not grid based, is it? Um, like, the, like, it's it's exactly like it's exactly like uh, like um, Mario, Mario Rabbits, Rabbit. okay. like where where you've got like I I believe pretty much that it's like there's so many spaces that you can move from your spot or whatever. Okay, and then you know, like, and then there's obstacles in the way that can block you from different things and then you know or become cover if you need it to to um to you know make it less or more you know of a chance of you getting hit so um or shooting them as well you know obviously there's certain things that you can't shoot around or whatever so it's 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 a lot like Mario like it feels like the adult version of Mario Rabbids like basically like like the adult the adult game you know that uh, that you could play if you don't feel like playing Mario Rabbids but I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show the Goldbergs but there there's an ep- there's an episode of that show you just reminded me of that where they <laughs> it's cuz it takes place in the 80s and like, uh, yeah. and like the grandpa is taking the the youngest son, uh, because he knows he likes George Lucas and Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, and he's like trying to convince him to go see this movie, <laughs> and it's and it ends up going. They end up going to see Howard the Duck <laughs> because it's it's written by <laughs> it's written and directed by George Lucas, and he's like the next yeah. big the next big thing by George Lucas. It can't fail, and it ends up being Howard the Duck, <laughs> and they just like. <laughs> They're so confused because they're showing the scene where uh, what's her face from Back to the Future and Howard the Duck are getting ready to like, I don't know, bang out. I don't know how you, I don't know how that works with a duck and a human, but you know, they're getting ready to do that, and they're like, "What are we watching? Are they really gonna? Are they really do it? Yep, they're doing it." <laughs> and then they just like walk out of the theater. They're like. They're like, I'm, I'm leaving. And the kid's like, you can do that? <laughs> it's, it's a good episode. It's uh, funny. 
Yeah, that's I, a good show. You, I need to I need to watch that. It's on Hulu. I, I hear a lot of good yeah. stuff about it. All my the wife, time. my wife just, my wife and I just binged like six and like five and a half seasons in like three Dang. weeks. <laughs> in, in like three weeks, it's so nice. good. And it's not like a show you need to keep up on to enjoy an episode. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. there's not really like a overarching like. Yeah, but it's just comedy. Yeah, it's like it's a just typical real good sitcom. Yeah, it's it's, it's typical real good. good sitcom. It's yeah. really good. Like, there's a lot of like throwbacks, and there's a lot of like there's an there's a whole episode revolving around Zelda, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just really good. I really recommend that show to anybody who wants just like a good family feel good sitcom. You know, it's not overly yeah. dramatic. There's no like downer episodes. You know. Yeah, it's just like it's it's just like a feel good show, you know. It's like twenty five yeah. minutes per episode. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, so. yeah, and the cast is really good too. Yeah, I just like the cast. Yeah, that's why I want to look into it more. But um, yeah, and then and then the only other thing that I uh, wanted uh, to talk uh, about, uh, he didn't. No, he, I'm talking about let it. Let him talk no, about I'm it. Talking it's about fine. It. It's, it's <sighs> I finished. I I beat uh resident evil 4 oh. <laughs> that's why i didn't uh, want to talk about it <laughs> no no i thought yeah. we were talking about call of duty and i was just like okay we, we know no that. no 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 because hey, jesse that, did that, you play call of duty a... recently did you win <laughs> of course i did <laughs> did you hear that uh that activision and blizzard is splitting the blackout mode for 30 bucks on pc Oh yeah, they've been doing that for a while though. Like the multi- I didn't know they I, I just they, they've been splitting they've been splitting the multiplayer and the campaign out for thirty bucks for for on PC for a while. Oh okay, just on PC though. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't offer. But yeah, so I console <laughs> scrubs that courtesy. <laughs> yeah, so I I uh. I just thought it would be funny. I like secretly I've been playing Resident Evil Four and because, you know, like you know, we would always I'd always give Ed a hard time and and uh, you know, I was just like, you know what? I don't know how I'll, you I'll just have me I'll just me. I'll just uh I'll just suck it up and just finish it so I can say that I beat it and and so then I can <laughs> say Did you say you beat say it what, three days, three, four days? Yeah, I th- um, yeah, probably like closer to maybe five. Wow. It's quite of a long game. So, um, yeah, that's what yeah it, it was about 18 hours, a okay. little over 18 hours that I put into it. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I won't talk about it too much, but it just it, it just never got better. Like, you know, like as I went on, I, you know, I got used to it, but it never actually got better. Like, I just, like one of my major, the major issues that I was having with it would, would be like, you know, I'd be looking at an area and you go to look down sight, you know, pull your gun up and look down sight. And I would, my character would move over to there instead of like right where I was looking. And that would happen almost every single time I looked down sight. So like zombie would be or the, you know, guys would be right in front of me and I'd be looking at them, go to look down sight to get a better shot. And my character would turn to and look, you know, way off to the right somewhere and then it would screw up everything, and and I was just having a lot of issues like that, 
that just completely like made the experience just so just not fun at all like nothing about it i enjoyed so like i don't know i that's and i and i kind of had had that that feeling from the beginning and that's why i didn't really even want to play it at all or even give it a try was because it just so many things right off the bat were just (laughs) just get red flags for me but i just like uh what the heck i'll just finish it anyway so i can say i have but but yeah so (laughs) such a bad game (laughs) it's not (laughs) yeah it is you just don't know how to play it no like if you're looking if you're looking somewhere and your character just keeps on turning like I know what I'm know how to play it. It's just it's it, not doing what it should be doing. I'm trying it's to a thing. It's a, bad it's game. a thing it's a thing where the game was it's a game lost it it it's it had its time and place and every time they re release it they refuse to update the controls to modern controls and it's just Trying to play or that game with one it. stick fix instead of two is just like, oh man. Yeah. So they just need to fix the problems. They can, they're not even don't, fixing. Don't the worry, problems. Jesse. Resident Evil Two remake's coming out. And it'll fix all the problems yeah, exactly. you had with Resident Evil Four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it wouldn't surprise me if Resident Evil Four is going to get remade at some point. Just well, like didn't you? Used didn't to. you? Didn't you say it's going to be put on Switch? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's getting to port. So is one and zero. Yeah, I'm excited so for the be one. Bad there too. I'm excited for one. Yeah, zero's whatever. It's probably gonna come with one, so they can say they sold copies yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to get into what I've been playing. Nobody cares uh, what you've been playing. Oh, uh, what's been in my arsenal? Yes, they do care. Um, started up actually the search. Um. And going from Darksiders three to the search, uh, hmm. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not knocking the search for what it is. I think it kind of plays easier in my and for me with uh, other than Bloodborne and Neo. Um, I think w- maybe the one problem I may have with it is that targeting 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 different areas to attack to get like the weak points and stuff um you kind of do that with the r uh r control uh r analog stick um so that might be a problem because sometimes it doesn't register right uh before you get attacked uh the light attack is on the rb and like the hard attack is like on uh right trigger they call it vertical horizontal attacks and stuff um but it's not bad. It it, it feels going from Darksiders three to the uh the surge. It's just like okay, Darksiders three is a little bit more tighter, a little bit more clean in its action and uh, how you fight enemies and stuff. And the surge is kind of just like it's it's on the level of the Technomancer, but way better, like way further polished. In the Technomancer, so we've talked uh, about the Technomancer more this year than I think anybody's talked about that game since it came much. out. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> but I'm not knocking the search. The search is a really good game. I think. I think. I think, if I, I think even the developers of the Technomancer are like, all right, guys, cool down. The game's not that good. <laughs> uh, I, I, the Technomancer had potential, but it just didn't 
execute. I know. We her just, well. we're just um, messing around. Yeah, it still plays better than the Metro's game. Metro's game. So, uh, jeez, don't remind me of that Metro game. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I didn't really have much of a problem with the search. I'm, I'm going to play a little bit more of it because uh, uh, I wait for Crazy View for what he thinks of Dark Siders Three. Yeah, I'm gonna, gets, I'm gonna try yeah. to get through it this this coming I, week. It'll. I soon. I literally just yeah. I, there's a lot of stuff that I said on my Twitter that may anger some folks, but yeah. So Ed but angering something by his weird opinions. Facebook, face, Facebook anger is different than Twitter anger. So I mean that's uh, true. So, uh, but I'm going to keep it, uh, keep it right there. Um, cause I really want Corey to really get to a certain part of the area and I want him to experience why I'm angry at this game. Um, and why I said what I said about it, but we're going to get into, uh, our next section of the show. And, um, uh, you know, last episode, me and Corey talked about, uh, how we view, how we could see Halo Infinite and God of War or God of War, Gears of War 5 or Gears 5 could work so well in the open world manner. So um, this won't be too long, but I want to get Jesse's point of view of, about it because me and Corey gave our reviews and our reactions to it. So uh, I want to hear from you, Jesse. What do you envision or what is what is your opinion about it? Yeah, like, okay, so... So honestly, like as far as Halo um, goes, I don't really have too much more to to add to what you guys said, um, because I'm kind of on the same page as you guys as far as like what you thought about about Halo. Um, for me, though, like I like when I think of a like a game of like the next the next step for gears of like what I envision it being as far as like a, like more open world. Um, I actually kind of envision it being done more of in the style of, of division Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I feel like it, like the gears game is like, both the Gears game and the Division games could be swapped out, and uh-huh. I could see the Division games being done in the same way that the Gears games are right now. Yeah. And vice versa, I could see... Because, like, one of my issues that I like that I have with, with the Gears games, like, playing the story mode, is, like... At times, their movements are kind of tanky, like their whole uh-huh. rolls and and like you know, like like when you're running, it, it can kind of like feel like it takes a long distance for you to kind of make a a move, like a movements. Yeah, like when you know, like it just feels at times like the area that you have in the map isn't enough room to 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 make the moves and do what you want to do with your character. And so I think they could fix that by making it more of an open 
area kind of like division does where where their that tankiness of their character wouldn't be as noticeable i guess well, in a I more mean, in a more open world are you are you speaking more of cover like, base like yeah, like open yeah. like opening open because pretty much like the division is pretty much a cover based game it's just yeah. that the area and, is more because you have four players and you yeah. could be more tactical in yeah. uh in the in your gameplay in like in the gunfights where it feels like with uh gears it's just that you barely can't move around and definitely yeah. with them feeling like you said like a tank and stuff it's just like the movements it doesn't feel like you can move into a lot of places without kind of being hit. You're like, you're yeah. very limited because of how small the space are and how big of you as a character is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I just feel like, like at times the way gears is set up, it just feels like it should be more more like done like the division style where but are you just where, talking about the game the gameplay like the fights and stuff uh and not just, so much the uh layout the layout of of everything everything because like i because i feel like i feel like the like gears world is is mm-hmm. big enough and there's there's enough stuff you know, like, and areas that you go into and, and like that, that they could make a big, vast, you know, like open world based around like all the areas that, that you've gone into throughout all the, the gears games. Like, I feel like they could make a very detailed, you know, like you've got the under underground levels in division where you're going kind of like in the, uh, the the sewers and stuff like that mm. where where the you know like the the gears games would be like when they're going more in the under underground levels and stuff like that like yeah. they could have all that like it it all could exist i mean like, you could you of, could you could make you could make the whole game like and, and sorry i walked away i had to walk away for a second uh, but like you could you could make the whole like game revolve around Jacinto, which is like the capital city of the of the planet or whatever you know and like yeah i mean you look at that first game how far you went underground you know and i know that that was kind of like a linear based whatever from a storytelling yeah. perspective that those tun- from a storytelling perspective those tunnels and stuff are underneath the city you know and you could make that interconnecting weaving maze and you know that could be kind of like whatever the divisions version of the dark zone is. You go down underground and you you go on destiny style strikes or whatever down there and and fight big bosses to gain loot and stuff. You know, and it it could it could revolve around Jacinto and uh, the Jacinto Plateau and 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 you know some of these other uh, just the underground and and tunnel systems and buildings could you could go into buildings and and you know kind of set up base camps and stuff the same similar to what you do in the division you know and hey we need to upgrade our medical supplies so we need to upgrade the medical wing and stuff you know i really like that well and you could well and like like i think their whole medical wing type thing would be i think they're 
they would base it more or like your tech wing and all that kind of stuff would be based more around you know like in gears four like me and you are playing through that for uh for um for our other show and like you know like the the one thing that they kind of have in that gears game is the the whole like defense thing where you got that box that you can build the different you know stuff into to mm-hmm. to set up to to protect against the waves well what if they they made that like kind of their their version of like division you know you have the different things that you can throw down to help you like when you're in battles you know you got the turret and all those kind of things. Well, they could have that where that would be something that you're constantly working to upgrade, and you or have more options of things. You know that where you that could build. fit in. You know where that could fit in story wise is like Jack. You know, you could have your own little uh, probe robot. You know, yeah. the way that Jack yeah. Jack <laughs> hacks the doors and you know does all these things. You could have like, okay, well, I want my Jack robot to be more. Uh, offensive and have turrets and and stuff or i want him to so, be defensive so he could set up barricades and stuff so do you think that gears five uh if if, if it goes in under brother the division does the story fall back and it takes more uh more focus on the gameplay mechanics and stuff because i and maybe and maybe that's why we probably they even talk about like game story focus with the halo infinite and gears 5 i know well, and i'm getting i, I, I think understand it would just be, i think SC. it would i think it would just be a separate thing mm. it, i mean it would almost but it I would understand. almost have to be because you would you can't all be the same characters right if they're trying to tell mm. if they're trying to continue the story of from gears 4 to 5 like you can't have yeah. everybody play as kate you know in a in a multiplayer open world game I mean, it could the open world part could, like the division style part, could be its own separate thing, but like an extra mode. Or what I was thinking, it could be almost like it would. It could be. It would do better service as like a spinoff game, you know, where it's yeah. Like, that's what I was gonna say. It's well, the almost, ODST of yeah. Of I was gonna say like ODST that's or that's Reach. Why- and and that's why when I was thinking of like Gears Five bit in an open world, I'm thinking like like the like a like the structure of it of almost being an open world game and i know understand that you're going for the the the, uh the division gameplay mechanics um that would turn gears like guys said a separate game is being a side thing um but that i mean that is quite interesting to see if they could go that route uh, and and that's why I asked do story fall back because if you look even if you look into the division, you really don't pay attention to the story that's going on. You get some cutscenes here and there, but it feels like every mission that you kind of do kind of doesn't really have a connection to what the story really is. Um, it just yeah, it's and just, see, and and they could and they could you know like they would be set up to make to be able to make a game like division but make it much more story driven you know like in a way that division doesn't you know and and that could be you know a, a big enough thing that they can they can get more you know attention on gears from people who maybe didn't really care about gears in the past and and like i think I, that's know, why like, and i think that's why 
if you're going to bring in the division and those gameplay mechanics, um, I think that's why I, when I was telling Corey, you know, that they should look at uh, Insomniac with Resistance Three with the guns and stuff, because Gear, pretty much Gears is a gun-heavy game, but not all the guns are used in it. And I think with the division, you'll have more opportunity of with the division and gameplay style, you'll have more opportunity to use more various guns and craft. Your various yeah. guns and though, and that mission structure and gameplay style would fit it. If yeah. if, they, if they if what you do like your tech ring, your uh the the uh the heal ring, like the health ring and stuff like an offensive defensive, if all that special stuff affected your gun and your crew and stuff, that would work very well. So I do I do see with the division coming into play in that in that sense. Yeah, because I just feel like that that kind of setup, like what Division offers, it, it like doing it in that style would just give give it so much more depth. Yeah, you know, like possibility for depth. I mean, like heck, you could even have it where like like you upgrading the different kinds of chains on the chainsaw part of the gun, and you know things well, that's, like that, that's like the, where that's you can the make. Weapon. That, yeah. that's the that's you know, the like, situation. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's like there's so much you could do, like and and like you can even have it though too, where it can kinda do the whole division thing where where you can get it where you know, when when someone drops loot or whatever that you could have it where you know, certain guns have a little bit better, you know, kind of almost the destiny style where where some guns have certain things that are a little bit better stats, but you can always, you know, and like see, upgrade them. And, and, and that's the thing about it that I fear that I don't and armor I, too. I I don't feel like the a loot based system will work with gears, but if you find blueprints and you find maybe some resources stuff that if would you turn it into back to your camp or other camps and their facilities that they upgrade your gun or they make you a completely new gun well what you um, could what you could do is like find crafting parts you could find crafting materials and parts like jesse just said out in the world and then you start out with like i don't know like a garbage lancer you know and then you work to upgrade that those parts you know and then like hey i have this cool scope that you know i can attach to the lancer so like i'm a little bit more accurate from far away or you know i i have this new barrel for the shotgun that maybe at close range i do a little bit more damage you know that that kind of stuff where you work towards these upgrades and then you can swap these upgrades in and out depending on what event like what types of events you're doing Mm -hmm. like if i'm going to go out and do pve you know, maybe I don't need this, uh, maybe having the barrel on the, on the Lancer to See, have more accuracy I, from far away would do better than, than, you know, something I would switch out in a PVP situation. I, I kind of would, I wonder if PVE is player versus everybody, right? Uh, player versus environment. So like environment. Okay. Cause I, I, I would take PvP out of the whole situation. Well, that's um, not that's not gonna happen. Gears is like the, I mean, Gears is pretty much built the, on. PvP. Uh, uh, I mean, PvP as a sense of fitting it, fitting it 
into a open world game. I think PvP. Well, just I, you is, would just go through like a connected. menu. I, I think. mean, I think if you would could if if you would stay of Gears Five would stand as like a linear game in the sense. People who played the multiplayer mode of PvP uh, with the fort and getting stuff for the trunk and all of that thing, I think that would probably still stay the same. Yeah. Well, unless like they do still have that whole like dark zone style thing too, you know, like if they, like if they Division the dark... has where you can right. go up against that... other people in that area, you know, like for the for just for the like to try to to gain more. Uh, um, you know, things to to if, upgrade or whatever. If, I mean, if maybe, they had something like the Dark Zone, then yeah, I can understand. I mean, maybe that's how you position that too. Is like maybe you don't play as a cog, maybe you play as a as a scavenger. You know? Yeah. 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 Now, if they if they have that option, then I can see that happening. Uh, that that working well. Uh, but if it if it just feel like a Destiny PvP or some other multiplayer PvP thing with the Gear series, everybody would just be like, let's just keep it working on multiplayer. In a sense. Yeah. But I can I, I I see where you're coming from, Jesse. I feel like uh, if they're going to do that, um, they could add some RPG mechanics. I think the better every time you use that gun, uh, the more uses that you get, you just automatically adjust to it autom- automatically and get better at, at using it. So you don't realize that you're liking more on it, uh, because you're you know you're aiming more. Your the uh, it feels quicker when when you're reloading from the first time when you started using that gun. Like you just automatically get better in it enhanced. Um. Well, the, you know how they have the thing, the uh, the quick reload, where if you hit mm. hit the timing just right, you can yeah. you know reload faster. What they could do is you could like that 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 small, you know, like they could start off with that area to do the quick reload is very very small, and it's you have to hit it just right in order to for that to happen. But that can be something that over time. As you're Gross. learning to use your weapons or you're upgrading, it it uh, will be easier to do. Like things, like you know, grows. just small things like that. Yeah, yeah. Those was, are I, those are all things that they can they can kind of you know play with to have have for upgrades. Because they could have that, and then when you let's say you go into a special mission, um, and or you do some kind of mission with the whole crew and you get some equipment to it. So now you still have your reload, but then you have a special reload. So when you're yeah. when you hit your if you hit your special reload on time, uh you're firing maybe your bullets does double damage, but it's an elemental effect to yeah. it. Or maybe, it, yeah, like, that's what maybe. I was gonna say is like a fire like they could add like yeah like a yeah. like a fire damage type style bullet or uh you know like or even like bullets that when the first couple of bullets you know you hit a, a character it, it can it can cause like a um like a um an effect where they they'll be like their their accuracy will will drop when they're trying to shoot back at you or something like you know things like that Go ahead, Corey. What you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say, like, you could like 
maybe you don't start out with an active reload. Maybe you have to like, like grind and grind out stuff for that, you know, like parts yeah. or, or whatever. And then you can craft incendiary bullets or shock bullets or whatever for the weapons. And then you have to apply some sort of like, Hey, uh, I need to apply this part to my gun so it can shoot these bullets that I now have to craft, you know, like you can make it, you can make it seem deep without it actually having to be deep. You know, I think that's, yeah, I think that's something that destiny kind of gets lost in sometimes is like this, this game has become so convoluted and so, you know, unnecessarily deep in a lot of places where like, yeah, I get the, I get that the community wanted random rolls and stuff on weapons. But then like, if you're going to do random rolls on weapons, don't have 750 weapons and then everybody, you know, only uses the same five guns the whole time, you know? Right. And that's where, that's where I think like Halo and Gears can succeed is because you know the weapons that they have. Now, right. how, how, how can you change up that, those weapon archetypes it, with, with, you know, attachments or, uh, uh, gear sets or whatever, you know? And that's why I yeah. said looking looking at the Resistance games because and Jesse I know you haven't played them but like Resistance three that you get certain guns the more you use them the gun evolves on itself so you could do more damage but you could also get additional special stuff to it and still use the regular ammo for it and you can level it up like within the game you can level it up like three times to its mass so it's very powerful or Definitely even with- look at. Look at something like Republic Commando does the, uh-huh. the Star Wars game, where like you're using, you're literally using the same gun for the whole game, but you unlock different upgrades and stuff for it throughout the game. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that exact, but it's just another example of like, look, look how much we can do with so little, you know. And and I think that's where, I still think that's where Halo succeeds over a lot of shooters is like, we don't have a lot of guns, but the weapons we do have feel unique and special and yeah. and okay, maybe we'll add a variant of the assault rifle with a silencer on it. Maybe we'll add a variant of the battle rifle that, you know, feels more like the Halo two battle rifle where maybe it shoots a little bit faster but doesn't do as much damage, you know? Like they add variants instead of like, oh well, we have forty seven different assault rifles and they just feel kinda similar. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's why when you Corey, when we talked about Halo Infinite, that's why I brought up the gun situation. But definitely with Halo Infinite, is that you get a great gun, but you don't get ammo to refill it, and mm-hmm. then it makes you switch it out. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how yeah. gears. I mean, that's is, something. In a sense. I think that's something that Halo needs to address in general. Is like yeah. when you find a weapon you like to use, just allow people like like that's one thing I do like about Destiny is like. It doesn't matter what weapon you're using. There's only three types of ammo you can pick up, you yeah. know, and they work yeah. for all types of guns. And yeah. I, I just, I hope like that kind of happens or like maybe you just pick up like that's something gears does well too. Is like, Oh, there's just an ammo pack on the ground and it, it has assault rifle bullets and pistol bullets and shotgun. Yeah. Shells in it. You know, it has all of them and you just refill all your weapons at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they just have that more often. Yeah, because the gears weapons, the gears weapons are cool, but the usage of them is just not. 
there. So I think you would need something to give you that. And if we're going, like I said, Jesse, if you're going to go that division route with gears and stuff, they're going to have to make sure that the usage of all these guns and different styles and stuff is put to good use, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah, like, because you you can, yeah, like, you could, if they go the division route, you could have mm -hmm. it where the one style of gun is, like, your favorite. Well, that that can be your main, but but they can still have it where there's there's interchanging stuff to make it still seem like new and and different or unique, you know, for the situation. And and I think if you like if you buy a gun, it that's you get that one type of gun, and then just like you said, Corey, uh, like having points or whatever to customize it to open it up more. But you can still go on missions and find stuff to craft for it to add on to it. So you have various ways of taking that one gun and making it like the most, the gun that suits you perfectly as a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's. I guess this that was the Gears Five discussion. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited. I know that this this type of thing isn't happening in gears 5 but i'm really excited for gears 5 and i really hope that that gears tactics game comes to xbox one as well yeah yeah, yeah. with 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 xbox getting the the, the uh, Razer, keyboard support keyboard. and stuff well we yeah. t- talked about that jesse that yeah would, i think because of that now i think it would probably come down there on it yeah later on i think if you i think if you buy it on windows 10 that when it does, if it does come to Xbox One, Bam is already there because it becomes yeah. part of the play anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah I could, I could see them announcing with the when the new Razer keyboard and mouse that they're making specifically for the Xbox is done. I could see them when they announce it saying that Which, that uh, available today is is uh, hold hold uh, Jesse uh, Jesse hold that thought because we're about to go into the next last section. And that's gonna probably. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that that yeah. That'll so, be. so that is the uh, uh, Jesse's thoughts about. Uh, and I know we focus more on gears about that uh, with that one because we didn't really talk about gears in uh, last time. We really kind of focused more on Halo Infinite, but I think both could work. Uh, any way that we talk about it, I think both could work so well in for both of those games in that format. So uh, yeah, and that's and that's kind of why I wanted to touch more on the gears because gears. I, like I yeah. said, I feel like you guys kind of talked about about Halo enough that that I kind of wanted to bring my my ideas for for, for gears. Uh, gears five. Yeah. yeah, I think I think because and we're gonna get to the last part. I think because with Halo Infinite, we seeing that in an open world kind of thing and having so many ideas for it and how it laid out because like we didn't even do it like a pricey thing for gears 5 like we did for halo and stuff but we we just was thinking and planning not planning stuff out but it was just like if this stuff could happen for this game and definitely if it could happen for gears 5 i think they would become more unsuspectedly successful than people want to give credit to um so but we're gonna get into the last section of today's show and we're like i said we're gonna talk about the roadmap of microsoft for 2019 um and with this one we're probably gonna be jumping with some games uh and with some uh functions and some add-on things we're not gonna really talk about the developers being added on 
or you know uh some production companies and stuff we're going to try to kind of focus on uh games maybe some announcements we could see probably play some stuff in some time area and i know jesse you mentioned um the the keyboard thing for xbox so we could probably talk we'll probably talk a little bit more about that on when that could be available and how it could look in this design and stuff so we pretty much know that crackdown 3 is like the leading game uh for microsoft and that'll be in february um but what else did you guys can see going from there? We know uh, Phil Spencer did say Ori and the Blind Forest yeah. will be shown at E3 for the summer. So uh, we probably will talk about that when it'll be released. Um, well, we'll probably see Forza also. And uh, I, I think I, did he did he mention Gears Five or yeah, Halo Gears Infinite? Gears Four is next next year for sure. Gears Five. I think I think I think next year the main the. There's going to be four games for Microsoft next year, right? It's going to be Crackdown 3, Ori, the inevitable Forza, what, 8, Forza Motorsport 8 next year, yeah. and Gears 5, right? But they, they also will probably have expansions for existing games. They're going to have they're going to have Sea of Thieves stuff. The State of Decay major expansion is coming out next year, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure Crackdown will have some sort of expansion at some point. Because uh, I think they want that to be more of a games as a service than, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I think Microsoft has a strong lineup next year. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we did talk about Halo Infinite a little bit, but I, th- I think that that game is going to straddle generations. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be their first major test of a game that's like, hey, we're selling our new box, but you're going to be able to play. You literally can play it anywhere. On your Xbox mm-hmm. One, on your Scarlet, on your streaming box, on PC, you know, I think that's going to be the test. I think Halo Infinite is going to be that test. But until then, you know, uh, they're gonna they're gonna. Oh, the the other game next year, I think that uh, I think we keep forgetting about is Battletoads. You know. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I doubt that's going to be some sort of triple A budget game, but I think that that's going to be a game that they're going to want to a fan servicey type game where they're going to want to make merchandise and, and, you know, skins and stuff for that game. So, you know, I think we'll probably see that at like an E3 or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think you'll see that at E3 probably. Uh, so, but, uh, there's probably going to be something Minecraft related. Yeah, um, I think they're going to right? be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think they're going to they're going to announce it like they're pretty much um, going to show content for not only Microsoft but also Nintendo and kind of hit maybe something at Sony. Um, so yeah. uh, we'll probably see more functionality and stuff added on to the adaptive controller. Um, Let's jump into the keyboard. Uh, and Jesse, I'm going to let you start it off with there. Um, Razer and Microsoft are uh, teaming up to do uh, a custom-made keyboard for Microsoft. I believe that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. We did mention uh, you know, the Halo uh, strategy game being kind of uh, maybe probably could be like a lead-off to it that you know, because the Windows 10, then later on it comes to Microsoft once the keyboard get announced. Um, what do you see it playing a role 
in 2019 for this roadmap. Okay, so yeah, so like I, you know, obviously me and you kind of already had a conversation about this, but but for the show uh, wise, so like I I envision this opening up the opportunities for for uh, Xbox to to be like the like an exclusive you know as far as the consoles go like cuz like from what i understand PlayStation has the uh, has some very very uh small ability to use like you can use keyboard and stuff on there as well but i think it's pretty limited or something like that i don't yes. really know for sure but i do i do know they have the ability but so like but with Microsoft making the next step into like really trying to make it opened up for uh developers to make games and have the ability to a fully functional keyboard and mouse to play the games on the Xbox I could see that making the the that kind of that divide that we have right now mm-hmm. of of you know, companies, uh, developers that make games like Command and Conquer and things like that, that that the majority of people who play them play them on PC because you need a keyboard to really enjoy, like, all the different experiences that you kind of have to have mm-hmm. when when playing those kind of games. So I, I could see more games being no longer just PC exclusive and some of those games that need keyboard coming to the Xbox as well and like you know like with Microsoft having the the play anywhere thing or whatever where where you can you know some games you can play on the Xbox or if you own it on you buy it on Windows you can you know buy have it on Xbox and I could see some of some of the games doing that kind of stuff, you know, like those kind of games coming to both the console and PC instead of just PC. Like that that's what I envision this whole move is and, kind of and, trying to be and, for. And kind of want to make this a little bit clear to everybody. PC meaning like Steam, good old games, uh definitely with Epic Store just opening up. Um, and we took in Windows 10 and stuff like when it comes to PC, there's m- so many digital uh, uh, systems to, that people could go to to get games. But if you go to Windows 10, it's kind of what we're speaking about. And if they that game is on Windows 10, they could buy it there and play it, yeah. play it on one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dig- digital like, service or platforms, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. But there, but there's yeah, there's there's so many games that only go to PC because because the the way that that people play them, um, you you can a lot of them you can maybe play with with a with the controller, but most people prefer the keyboard because you need you need the accessibility of the multiple keys to be able to you know, the hotkeys and things like that to be able to do do things and set up things the way that you that you need to 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 do
do things on the fly, you know, really quickly. And controller just can't can't do that, you know, what a keyboard can do. And so so that that ultimately is why a lot of those games don't really come to to the consoles because they just with a with a controller only they really can't handle them the way they need to be played. So I I see this move basically then being so that no longer is is an excuse for for games to not come to console or at least to the Xbox anyways. Do you think that it op- now opens up to more uh, MMO strategy games like stuff like SimCity or Civilization, yeah. stuff like Diablo yeah. Three, uh, like yeah, or Ghost- like World of World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Even. Like they're coming on Xbox One, uh, and hopefully you could transfer and play them on Scarlet and stuff. Um, I mean, even something like Final Fantasy fourteen that Xbox has been yeah. trying to get on their platform forever you know like i mean i think you know even even something like xcom or even mutant year zero with mouse and keyboard would probably be significantly not better but like you know it'd be more intuitive with that than than you know kind of of, it, it would make it more comfortable to play yeah for a lot of people yeah, and and like if if it, if they make it where you know like games like that, if you own it on PC and your save can transfer over, like if your progression on on PC, like you could you could you know then pick it up, you know, go into the living room where your Xbox is and pick up from where you left off, you know, like on your PC, like kind of you know if they 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 could kind of put that stuff into it as well you know like do you do you think that bluetooth functionality would make it easier in a sense like with xbox one it connects wirelessly before the uh keyboard and uh mouse so you don't have to use like usb and stuff and maybe there's something that also could be done with your pc where maybe you put a usb thing in it and it recognizes it and you're doing it like wirelessly in a sense do you think that will all that do you think microsoft is sticking their head in that manner in a sense also with it yeah yeah i i'm pretty sure the the keyboard that they're they're having razor work on is going to be um uh, blue it's going to be wireless because of the, the fact of that like the whole idea of the of the xbox is as you you put it somewhere mm-hmm. and it's not always going to be close to where you want to sit so like they they i believe the their the um keyboard that they're making for them is wireless if i remember correctly i think they said that that that's what it was but like they, yeah, they're adding a lot of features that that um, your just your average regular uh, keyboard doesn't doesn't have. Like you know, like the whole lighting up, like certain buttons light up different colors to to indicate your health level mm-hmm. and things like that. So there's a lot of interactive uh, things that they're trying to put into that keyboard to uh to really give you the full uh pro keyboard experience you know like for for the xbox that that many 
you know, pro gamers on PC have. So, do you can you see uh, them doing like a triple collection? What I mean, like a triple collection or a triple package, is like you get an Xbox One controller, you get the adaptable controller, and you get uh, the Razer uh, keyboard and mouse. I would say maybe four hundred ninety nine dollars for everything total. Mm. That and that it also gives you a free game uh, for a play anywhere, uh, or it gives you something Game Pass related, um, or you know it it just does something. It gives you more. But you now, as a gamer, if you're starting out, if you got the money, that not only are you getting the Xbox One X or you're getting the Scarlet all three of these will work together on that. So you're getting like a bonus collection just without the system and games. Like it's just a controller pack. Yeah. Well, um, maybe, but I, I, I could honestly we... see them. I could honestly see them doing, uh, more like, like, uh, console bundles where, where they have it, where there, there's versions of the console where you can get it. the, the keyboard and mouse version where it actually doesn't even come with a with the controller. Well, um, I think that would be more scarlet probably. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But but I mean I I could just see you know like see them doing stuff like that for like you know your 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 PC player who who you know now wants to get get an Xbox. And they yeah. could just and, get it, get it with the with the uh, the keyboard and mouse instead of a controller if they wanted to. And we know that's a little bit far ahead, but I think yeah. the keyboard thing in 2019, being part of Microsoft's roadmap, that that will open up a lot of possibilities. When we would see it, though, I'm assuming fall. I think we'll get a reveal of it at E3. And maybe when they do the XO conference or maybe Insider Xbox, they may announce, you know, Phil Spencer might say, hey, watch this uh, latest episode Inside Xbox to find more about our Razer brand uh, keyboard. And I don't know what they're going to name it as. Um, And then it comes out sometime in the fall next year. Um, Do you guys feel like there's a particular month for it? Not so much date, but just a month for that. Mm. No, I mean, I think it'll just come with whatever their one of their monthly updates is. You know, it'll just be in like the notes notes of new features and what features mm. they've updated and stuff. You know, I don't think it's like let's ha- let's have a conference about it and announce that it's coming. You know, we know it's coming. It'll just be like it. It's a blog post announcement. You know, it's that kind of thing. Well, and I and I mean, I could see though them them having a uh, um, the insider, you know, the Xbox thing, uh, like just trying to go a little bit more in detail about mm-hmm. how it all works and like, you know, like just break down what you know what it means at this point now as far as having the ability to to put a put a um keyboard and mouse into your xbox and just kind of like go over things like a tutorial almost of of how it works you know and and give people at least a basic understanding you know for the people who may maybe have never played a game with a keyboard 
you know, in a mouse mm-hmm. before at all. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna go too elaborate with it. But but just rolling it out and marketing wise to get people like drum up excitement yeah. for the product being out. I, yeah. I think inside Xbox, they will probably. Um, like have people tune in to see what the release date, how how it looks, um, how it may connect the Scarlet, like 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 hit that up or something. They'll probably do something big. I I just kind of wonder what month in the fall though with that fit in or like do you do it? Do they do it like you said, Corey? Do it as an update, but do they do it like a big fall update for Xbox? I mean, they well, don't really do big updates like PlayStation does. They usually do like huh. monthly iterations, I think, or like you know every couple weeks or whatever. You know, do we do we have a release date for the the uh, the Gears Tactic game Tactic game no, at all? We don't. Ha- no, no, we don't have. Just, yeah, it didn't really say anything. No, but they just okay. showed it. We don't even know what when the Gears Pop game is coming out. So no, it's no, yeah. never coming out. <laughs> or he doesn't want that. Nope, it's not coming out. <laughs> but it's, it is on the roadmap for next year. Well, uh, let's look at Crackdown Three. So, uh, we was talking about talking about it on the Game Awards that you know this game definitely should be polished when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys see down the line for more content coming out, or you know people? Microsoft keeping that excitement and that love for that game going. Like, what do they need to do throughout 2019 for that game? Or does it release, get some DLC updates, and then people forget about it by by July? I mean, I think I think uh, it's just going to be like a. I, I I mean I know very rarely first party does this anymore, but like. I think it's going to be like a almost like a one and done thing where they're going to release it and maybe have some multiplayer updates, maybe some campaign style DLC, like one or two small DLCs for the campaign. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't see this being a games as a service thing where they like update it every week or anything. I think it's going to be kind of like what they did with Gears, you know, where that's like, here's the campaign, you can play it single player co-op and then here's a multiplayer suite and maybe we'll add some cool modes throughout the you know however long they feel like it but you know i don't think it's going to keep getting updates like the way that you know the division or destiny or those types of games do you know yeah so i could see them doing kind of like what what uh sony is doing with with spider-man like where where they they just add some like small small story story chunks or even like like they did with Zelda you know where where they just add some like some new new game types and some small like additions to the storyline and that's about it you know like just just support it for the for the one year mm-hmm. maybe and then like like multiplayer they could they could you know kind of do the whole Fortnite or Fortnite thing with it where they they try to you know like keep keep the multiplayer fresh but the the standalone game itself uh just kind of after the first year is you know it, it is what it is 
like I could, you know, like I think that like, that's the thing that's appealing nowadays. And like that, that really has, has made multiplayer games stand out as the, is the keeping it fresh and having the, uh, you know, the events and things like that. Like, you're seeing more and more of that happening with the events and and making making it so people want to log back in to the multiplayer and play it, you know, online. Like I think I think if anything that like that's that's would be the most that they would need to do to try to keep people coming back maybe is just have like that kind of thing that doesn't you know like doesn't take a whole lot of effort to really to mm. really change you know like yeah. i think that i think that's something that they they could probably do oh. now we have that little fox rpg zelda looking game sorry everybody i don't tunic. know the name tunic? tunic tunic yes yeah uh sorry i cannot remember names off the top of my head i didn't put make a list for it uh do we do do we put tunic coming out this year into a fall release, or do you think Ori and Tunic is a some is like a fitting for a summer game? I like, think those are both coming out in the spring or summer. Yeah, I th- I, I, not gonna I honestly think Tunic is going to be coming around March or April. Mm-hmm. And why do you guys think that? Like, I does... don't think they want. I just don't think they want those games to get lost in the fall shuffle. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know Xbox is doing Winter of Arcade this year, but like that's December, January, February when games don't really come out, you know. And I don't know. I would not put games like that out in the fall because you're going to get lost with Destiny, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Next. You know, the, those types of games, like big AAA games. You don't want those games to get lost. And yeah, I know like indie games get released every week outside mm. of AAA games but like we've had so many stories where this game does better on switch over and under because like those AAA games aren't coming out on switch a lot i mean some of them are but not a lot of them and the indies kind of fill the void on that whereas every week you get two or three triple a games for xbox you know and and that and i think that's where i wonder how how should we look at this roadmap for Microsoft? Do they need a continuous um, kind of not hits, but continuous enjoyment of games coming out for the system? Because just like, yes, we'll have Crackdown, we'll have Anthem, we'll have The Division, kind of like back to back to back. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, what happens with Microsoft, just Microsoft itself, what happens with those three games if they can't become backlogged for a lot of people? Well, like, then, Well, then you get Rage in May, and then you get uh, there's something coming out in June that's big too, but then like things don't really come out in July, and then you have the big sports push in August and September, and then you get into the first push and shooter season with September, October, November, you know, and then the big AAA Ubisoft game in November and October. You know, like you know. those types of things. And Microsoft has the advantage of of third party games running and looking better on an Xbox One right right now, yeah. Especially on an X. So like, they 
they can still use that to their advantage in their marketing. You know, they don't need the first party stuff. I mean, a they they have stuff, but they don't they don't really have to have like like on on Nintendo Power Block. We just discussed that Nintendo has a major first party game coming out every three to six weeks, right? Yes. Like they they've had that since launch, and Xbox doesn't doesn't really have that. You know they. That Microsoft and Sony release maybe three or four first-party games a year, and next year is the rare exception where Microsoft has a bunch of games coming out next year. You know, and right. they're gonna want to fill those slots with, with their third-party stuff. And they're always big on Madden. They're always big on NBA 2K and FIFA. Uh, Assassin's Creed usually gets their marketing dollars. You know, Fallout <laughs> this year. I mean, say what you will about. Fallout seventy six, but you know mm-hmm. Microsoft usually grabs the Bethesda game, so. And and me and you talked about this, Corey, uh, about uh, Activision and Blizzard break, kind of breaking their that uh, that Bungie contract with Destiny, and probably going somewhere with uh, Microsoft. Um, I what I kind of wonder is, you know, we got Devil May Cry five with the demo out, uh, but Battlefield five Battle Royale with it um mm-hmm. PUBG with some new uh content we don't know how that's going to play out does microsoft focus on that too and make that part of their road they roadmap uh yeah because i i, I think i mean look, Battlef- look what they're doing right now like if you buy three months of ever for every three months of xbox live you buy right now you get a thousand Fortnite v bucks for free uh-huh that's huge like if you buy if you buy like six months, that's two thousand V bucks. That's that's a that's a pa- that's a ga- uh, battle. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Battle pass, and you know a skin, you know, or or a pickaxe skin or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's they they're using they're using third parties in smart ways, you know, w- because because they don't have anything right now, and when they mm-hmm. do have something, they're going to use their first party power. You know, we saw. You know, they have a bunch of games that have audiences that we just don't hear about because, you know, we talked about this yesterday, right? Where there's so many games out there that have huge audiences that we just don't hear about. Dead by yes. Daylight, you know, Minecraft is still the biggest game in the world, and I mean, we hear about it, but we don't really hear about it anymore, right? Yeah, and and, and you know, th- even Rocket League and stuff, you know. Yeah, and and you know, Sea of Thieves has a huge audience still, you know, and we just don't hear about it unless there's an expansion coming out or whatever. Because we are the type of people that go out and we want to play more than one or two games a year, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the thing with these games as services is like there's three there's three major ones coming out next year if you include a Destiny expansion, right? There's the Division, there's Anthem, and there's Destiny. Yeah, how are you supposed to keep up with all those games? And that's that's not including, oh hey, we want to continue playing Blackout. Hey, we want to continue playing Fortnite. I'm sure Jesse wants to check out the new operators in Rainbow Six Siege at some point. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just it's getting to a point where like there's just too many ga- there's too many games, and there's too many games that keep going. And you know, Microsoft is in a position where they don't need their first party to to push their marketing you know do you well uh do you think 
and this is a question to you also, Jesse. Do you think if they don't need it, Microsoft, definitely with the accessibility controller, do you think Microsoft will focus on disabled gamers? So they will they will have some of their first party content, um, kind of be around disabled gaming, like storytelling, gameplay, um, it like something that that just fits. I mean, you can still play with master keyboard or with the controller, but you know, you really you really engage more players with um, disabled gaming. Uh, so it can become big as. Destiny 2 or Call of Duty and stuff. Do you think Microsoft do you think Microsoft could probably add that as part of their role side that they not they want to get disabled gamers to a higher point where they could be acknowledged and showcase that they could play games and they could make meaningful games and fun games like AAA or first party. Well, well I think like as far as that goes like you know, uh, people that are disabled, like, you know, the, we've seen, you know, time and time again, that, that the body, you know, like if you, if you put your mind to it, you can do just about anything and get over any kind of, you know, obstacle. And, you know, people have found a way to be able to play whatever game they want to play. Um, you know, and, and, in the the uh, that controller that Microsoft you know had made is just you know a way to make it easier and more accessible. But um, as far as like making more games for people like that, I mean, I think that like it's not directly you know being done on purpose, but just through through the new the new uh, games you know and new studios that Microsoft picked up like i you know i think they've made it pretty clear that they kind of want to have their their story driven games Mm -hmm. that will be made by these people and so as far as having games that are more narrative driven that 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 xbox doesn't really quite have you know right now well, I think that I, will come in, with in that. A, in but. a sense, none of the companies have any games that really focus on disabled players. Well, I mean, you, I think that's what the controller's for, though, is to help. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think they're going to build games around the controller. I just think they're going to build experiences that, hey, we have this controller, and we're going to, you know, maybe we'll make controls easier to adapt to the controller. But we're, uh-huh. I don't like. I think that that controller kind of negates them from having to develop for the for uh, disabled people. And like, I think the controller is a great thing. Like that, that I don't know if you guys saw that con- the commercial for that controller, but it like it was really heartwarming and and heartfelt. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't I don't think they're necessarily going to develop games for for you know disabled gamers but i think they're gonna i'm they're gonna make it as easy as possible for them to to play the games that are that they're making you know and and yeah because in the end they're they're just gamers like like us like yeah look at the controversy that came with quiet man people that were 
that were that were mute or whatever like they they got offended by by you know like trying to you know single out uh a you know a person because of what it is and to try to you know build something you know to try to like it just kind of blew up in their face and so like it's i just think like it's not it's just not a good idea to try to you know like because there, there's make, so many make people feel like they're different because they're they're well yes they I may mean, have a, and there's so might... many disabilities too how are you going to cater yeah. to one and not the other yeah. you know and i think i think that's where and, like difficulty settings and accessibility settings come in is like and, uh, hey obsidian's new game is a is a open world rpg that you can experience as hard as you want or as difficult as you want and we have this 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 and this setting to make it easier for people who a maybe don't play a lot of games or b are disabled and here's how you can adapt the controller to this and, game and and that well, I think for me, for what my viewpoint with it is that I kind of wish, definitely with Microsoft having this controller, is that developers and publishers will be able to get games out that kind of focus on telling about different uh, disabilities because I think a a lot of people I think a lot of the masses of Xbox fans or pretty much gamers in in total really don't understand about a disability and what that particular disability is so with telling through story and with through gameplay and things like that and I'm not saying that um a person who is not disabled play a game using the disability controller because we talked about people using a, a PlayStation controller to play like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 <laughs> at evil tournaments and stuff like that like we see stuff and heard about stuff like that but I think it will it will kind of be nice that you know if if disabled players play a game that fit, that's focused on a the disability, they'd be like, okay, this company got it right because they understand this. Now, hopefully, this game can educate people who are not disabled to know why this disability, uh, how it came from, what it is, and why scientists or people are working for cures for it and stuff. You know, to give a personal educational idea, you know, and even though the accessibility controller is for disabled players to play any video game that they want to, I think for us, for the masses who probably don't have disability, it would be cool to like actually learn about stuff. Because I'm like, we talk about disability, but I think for a lot of us, we're not educated enough to understand. Well, I don't. What think, a particular disability. I, again, I don't think that's on Microsoft to do that. I think that's like mm. I think that's the whole point of of companies like Able Gamers and and you know companies like that to come yeah. in and, and and you know maybe they have maybe they have their own YouTube channel where they have different types of here's how you deal with this disability here's how you deal with this disability stuff like that you know and uh, I don't think I don't think they need to develop games specifically for that though. You know, because that that's gonna that gets you in all sorts of trouble in other places where, you know, maybe it starts out as a good intention, but then it's like, yeah, you know, with this, like I said, current, with that quiet man thing, yeah, like that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Like with this current climate in the video game space, and everything has to be political. It's like, 
Microsoft's making too many good moves right now, and I think the accessibility controller is a great move. I think they, they want to keep. I think they need to stop right there and be like, "Look, we have this controller that you can plug a whole bunch of things into, mm. make it as easy for yourself as possible to play the games you want to play." But we're not like they, it, it, you know what I mean? Like that. That's yeah, where they. I understand. That's that's what the controller is for, and so. Yeah. yeah. I think having having people competing in in the you know like in these different kinds of competitions and stuff people that are disabled entering those competitions I think actually makes more of a statement and or or shows you know exposure to the masses of what you know what what these you know controllers for disabled people can can ultimately achieve uh-huh. i think that 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 would do more for for it than than any developer trying to make a game i think would would mm-hmm. do yeah. and I, I just think that with microsoft definitely with where where they're going with how they're just being very open and they just want everybody to play i think definitely that the accessibility controller is going to be a big focus for Microsoft when it comes to gaming. Um, I just hope that I just hope they don't treat it that it's a controller. Anyone, the people who are disabled could play it. You could use it in this game and then move on. It's just been shown this is a jam-packed game with RPG elements and like you know doing all the marketing spiel and kind of forget that this accessibility controller is part of your gaming universe part of your gaming platform <coughs> so at least highlight it in a good way in a fashionable manner and let that let you know let 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 somebody who is disabled start playing crackdown in your in the trailers showing how showing how that works like make sure that your the accessibility controller is at least in the marketing to showcase that you really care about everyone play um because it's cool that we see in terry cruz uh doing all of the spark scene but we i want to see different people around the world as players playing this game and i hope and hopefully microsoft would include that in their um in their roadmap because marketing definitely is going to be a very big thing for microsoft mm-hmm. for 2019 because with them not doing it as much, just saying, "Oh, here's a game, it's out," and then not saying nothing, moving on to the next project or next thing, that has become a problem for Microsoft. So hopefully, they're fixing up their marketing for 2019. What do you guys think? Well, I th- I think the thing is, is they they they've they've made it very clear that like you know with the with the except the accessibility like with the controller for. <laughs> Know, people who are disabled for them you know pushing strongly you know and going to Nintendo and trying to to get cross play to happen yes. like they they've made it very clear that what they're interested in is is including everyone even even people who maybe don't want to play on the Xbox they they want those people to be able to play with the people who do want to be able to play on the Xbox and they want people who who are disabled to be able to play their games where they mm-hmm. want to play it you know like what be it on PC or or on the Xbox you know now they have a you know they've made it easier for that to happen 
So, I you know, I th- I think they've done a really good job with marketing. I think I, they just need to improve it, I think. And hopefully <laughs> it's because of uh, important thing for the games. Because I think that was the one thing that I have trouble with Microsoft is their marketing. It's just like, oh, a game is out? Like, sometimes I be, they... It's the we'll show two big CG trailers and don't show no gameplay, and then the game is out, and we didn't even know that it came out. There was there was no lead up to it, you know. And I think the Nintendo Direct kind of spoiled us to it, but you know, Nintendo has balanced it like when they'll show it, when they announce it, um, what you could get. Sometimes give in depth details about it, but we know a lot of information. So when the game comes out, we know what we're getting into. And with Microsoft and a little bit of Sony, we sometimes don't know how to do it. So uh, I guess that's my viewpoint on it. And that's why I say uh, hopefully they take marketing serious in their roadmap. Corey, what you think? I mean, I th- I think Microsoft's been doing a great job with, with marketing with what they've been putting out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think uh, see if these had a great marketing campaign with the, the YouTubers and stuff. You yes. Know, doing that stuff. I think Forza always has a good marketing campaign. I think... Uh, you know, I think Crackdown has had a great marketing campaign with Terry Crews, you know, and so, I mean, it's been so good that they added him to the game, you know, they, they literally added him to the game after he did that first campaign or commercial. So, uh, I think he's like the main player probably. Yeah. I mean, well, I think he's like the, the general or what you lieutenant or whatever, okay. but like, you know, I think that that's great marketing. I want, I mean, Terry Crews is a likable dude. I hope he's in <laughs> most of the game, you know? Right, uh, and and I think if they keep doing stuff like that, uh, people will continue to be more interested in it. like that. They're, they're marketing well, but I would need them to do like continue to do that, be consistent with that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Mar- Microsoft's marketing is going to get even stronger this year because, you know, even though a lot of people are saying E three is dying and PlayStation not being there, I think this is the point where Microsoft steps in and gets the marketing dollars for the third parties because i think sony sony is so focused on their first party stuff that they're just expecting people to buy the games on playstation because people own playstation right and so this is where i think microsoft is gonna pick up the slack and and start marketing for third parties that they don't normally do you know so uh it plus there's there's that rumor that uh, uh, Respawn is, has two games this year. Well, if they can get the marketing dollars behind a Star Wars game and Titanfall 3, like those are two huge titles this year that they can yes. potentially have the marketing behind. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, I, and, I, and I think Microsoft's just going to clean up this year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think the thing is, too... Um, like wasn't there didn't they kind of talk about like a um like a reviving of basically the uh the uh, uh, Xbox Live Arcade kind of style thing yeah, again the, too the as winner, well the winner of arcade is happening this year it's, Yeah, they announced yeah. what games are going to be in it and below is in it hold on yeah see the like is that like a game that... is that the game every week one oh yeah for like yeah here, and here's the, and the that's lineup. the lineup and that's is what... uh, uh, Mutant Year Zero kick started it this week, 
and then Subnautica uh, below, uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, uh, Ashen, Hello Neighbor, uh, with the 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 new game, not the first one. The uh, secret. Mm. Kingdom Two Crowns, Desert Child, and uh, Below and Donut County. So, yeah. uh, they're releasing multiple games a week, but they're they're pretty much pushing it for four weeks, and there's going to be two or three games every week. So, yeah. yeah. So, so like you know, like if they do the whole, the whole um, like kind of Nintendo style thing where they're really pushing these indie games and stuff like that. Like in my opinion, that that also makes up for the lack of, you know, like the their first parties. They're still offering, you know, like yeah. pushing and offering and that's, and people th- options. And that's why their marketing is important for Microsoft. Um, yeah, you know, definitely with indies. Like they, three sixty was big with indies. That that's kind of how. Indies really jumped off when it came to console. What's new 360 and the arcade and stuff? So for them, kind of the move away from it and stuff, it's kind of weird. But if they could bring that back, like yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's it. They're trying to bring bring all those things back that worked. You know, be it yes XO, be it you know the the um, insider Xbox. You know, th- uh, things that they're having. You know, they're they're working on the arcade thing like it's they're they're trying to bring it all back but do well, it do it correctly this time because well, like there there's still was some issues with the the way things were ran during the 360 i think mostly with inside xbox is that it just needs to be a bigger presence you know treated like a nintendo direct and I, and you know it is successful it is working but you know it needs to be like if you watch this with mix, like get the word out and like yeah. really let everybody know that check in, I'm like check it on YouTube. But if you are, but you have an Xbox or a Windows, uh, like a Surface tablet or something, really check it and earn points on Mixer. Like really market that to a lot of people so they can know that hey, YouTube is kind of janky, but it's showing great on Mixer and I'm communicating with other players. But I'm also earning points that I could use for maybe a future game or or something within the system. Like, Microsoft just needs to market that better. Well, um, I, I think, unfortunately, though, that that's not really so much them mm-hmm. as as it is. Is I feel like the people who are going to want to watch it and the people who, you know, are hardcore Xbox, you know, fans are already know about it. And, you know, it's... Because unfortunately, you know, like Microsoft or Xbox is, you know, not as big as the PlayStation. And a lot of the people who are on PlayStation don't really care, you know, like too much about about the insider Xbox thing. So that will come in time as they get more people into the, you know, on the Xbox. But for what they have really pushed inside xbox and mixer because you don't trust me you don't have to be a nintendo fan and you can hate nintendo but somehow you're watching the nintendo direct because when it comes out people are talking about it they're doing podcasts and stuff and 
you Microsoft Bush should have that too. Definitely with Insider Xbox, we should be able to predict and look forward to stuff. Because I'm even mad at myself that I don't watch Inside Xbox because I don't know that they showed it. Like they don't, they don't market it, they don't tell it well. But I know when Nintendo says it, Nintendo Direct, we're doing a mini block, <laughs> we're doing a reaction, we're doing a live reaction, we're planning a schedule around that mug. I got snacks ready. I'm about to do <laughs> World War One and Astro. Like I'm doing stuff before and after that Nintendo Direct, and I wa- I wish I could do more with that with Xbox Live with inside Xbox, and I just. I just don't because Microsoft don't advertise. That's all I'm saying. If they're doing, well, they do, it, they do, but it's just it's not it's not not as top, big. It's not the top of at the top of your priority though. I wish it so was. So that's why. Well, yeah, but it could be. That's up to you. <laughs> Get it together, Microsoft. <laughs> no, that's up to you to to be looking for it. You're always looking for stuff for Nintendo. You're not really paying as much because it like it's it's all about going on the on the you know on like Twitter and stuff because they yeah. they advertise that stuff on there all the time. Twitter, it's just major if you're not if you're not blog, watching it, you know, yeah, if you're not watching it though, you're mm-hmm. not going to notice it. And and that's like, why I'm just saying because like even I mean this Nintendo Life and stuff, but I don't even think like does like IGM or GameSpot or Game Informer like posted to be like, hey, inside the Xbox is going on because like. Even if you're not a Nintendo fan, when they say Nintendo Direct, a lot of the major journalists and stuff are publishing it around Twitter, their own website and stuff like that. And it seems like when Xbox Xbox does it, none of them do it. You know. To, well, that's to, be, yeah, that's because they that's just that's just the way it is right it now. Is. It's like, and, and that's wish, kind of one of the issues with, you know, like with. With the with a lot of things like there's just such a negativity when it comes to Xbox in general, mm. like with the majority of people. So, like that's you know that's one of the things that hurts that hurts Microsoft is just the it, the people who hold grudges and and you and, know and constantly want to you know just think negatively of them. Right. So and I enjoy and like I I don't know about I think you guys probably agree with me. We enjoyed the EXO conference. Yeah, like that yeah, was, was really good, and I want to have that same enjoyment with Inside Xbox. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we're going to get into uh, the last part of this uh, conversation. Um, what is one thing personally for you you would like to see on this roadmap next year, uh, Corey? Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Gears and Crackdown are pretty good. <laughs> For me, like I, those are the games I I want to play. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see if they get marketing behind uh, Crystal Dynamics Avengers game or Rocksteady's next game. Yes. Just because you know, I mean, they have a working relationship with Crystal, anyways, mm-hmm. because of Tomb Raider. You know, I mean, it could be positive or negative, but I mean for better or for worse, they have that working relationship already. So, uh, you know, that could be interesting or man, I don't even know. I, I think Titanfall, I think Titanfall three is another big one that, you know, we know they're working on it, but if that comes out next year, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to, I don't think between the mess of, of 
Battlefront 2 and, and Battlefield 5. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think DICE is putting out a game next year, so EA is going to want a shooter in that competitive space, and I think it's going to be Titanfall 3. Well, and I and I think I think that um, Microsoft and EA have have a decent uh, partnership, yeah, relationship. So I think I think much like uh, like Battlefield, they kind of you know they've kind of pushed Battle the newer Battlefield more than the other consoles, you know, because Sony's kind of got Activision's, you know, like the Call of Duty and stuff. So I I could see um, because you know the first Titanfall was exclusive to Xbox, you know. So I could see them them trying to do push for an ex, you know some exclusivity uh, for the Titanfall game, you know, the next Titanfall game uh, being like you know like time time exclusive stuff similar to what they do with uh, Call of Duty on on ps4 the dlc you know yeah yeah i could see them doing that um Um, like as far as what i want to see though is i would like to see see at least some some acknowledgement to maybe some revival of of some of the things that that uh you know maybe made 360 you know so popular like i I honestly, I would like to see them bring a new Fusion Frenzy game. Like, talk about that. You know, bring that to the table of something that's a possibility in the future. Uh, For me, uh, one of the things I would love to see, um, I would like to see the reveal of Scarlet. I would like to see what it it is, um, if they're going to have two versions of it. um, And what may be a exclusive uh, game connected to it, like like a lunch title game that's like exclusively connected to it, uh, that won't be on PlayStation, that won't be on PC, or that won't be on Switch or anything like that. I Meaning that it'll it'll still come on Game Pass, but it's just a game that just won't be on PC at all. If you want it, you'll have you have to buy it on Scarlet and Scarlet only. You can't play it on one or anything like that. Um, so I kind of like to see that for um, their roadmap if they decide to do it. But that is going to be the show. Um, you kind of want to know what you guys think uh, for the roadmap for Microsoft. Um, do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Do you have your own idea about it? You guys can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also let us know on our Facebook page at ArsenalXNGR's Radio Xbox Podcast Group. And you can follow us on Twitter at ArsenalXPodcast and on Instagram at ArsenalXPodcast. Um, also, guys, subscribe to the Arsenal X- Xbox channel on YouTube. You guys can win our Game of the Year discussion that we are going to choose. All you got to do is subscribe. You know, hit that red thing that says subscribe and uh, hit that uh, um, bell. Um, email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. Um, what you think the game would be and your personal game of the year and if you get it if we find out who gets it right they will win that game um yes and also follow us on facebook and on twitter um cory where can we find you at 
Uh, you can find me at CoreyHD86 on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on Nintendo Power Block and other content here on Nerds Gone Rogue. Yes. <laughs> Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at PhantomMegaAX. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can also check out Optional Opinion, SoundCloud, uh, other podcast apps, Nintendo Power Block, uh, Pod and Play, and other content here on NGRRadio.com and on our personal YouTube pages. Um, so, with that, everybody, we're going to throw it the X one more time. As we yawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, see- dying. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time for Arsenal X. Uh, we are going to try to do the Home Alone commentary, so hopefully you guys will be able to check that out. Yes. If <laughs> this this nice beast, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so. the Home Alone Funko Pop. It's got you got like a actual uh, uh, Kevin Kevin's uh, hat that he wears in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it came with it. And also to let you guys know that uh, at the end of the month of December, we will be recording our Game of the Year discussion. And then we're going to take a break after that. So have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you guys next time on Arsenal X Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.